There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome everyone once again to Oh a Sopranos Podcast. Sponsored by Dave's Hot Chicken, when in L.A., eat Dave's Hot Chicken. Three locations. The campaign to elect Eric Early. We're going to beat Schiff. (laughs) Schiff won. If he gets elected, I'm quitting the podcast. (laughs) Um, As always, I'm Joe Spellman, and this is... David Feudernick. And this is... Paul Golias. And we're going to do a special ep for you called Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Hot Takes. This episode, uh, we are joined by a special guest, my compatriot. We do an NBA comedy podcast together called The Super Hoopers. My friend, real weird guy, (laughs) Matt Hill. He was texting me weird hot takes. He was re-watching the show and listening to the podcast simultaneously, texting me very bizarre takes, and I decided we should do a hot takes episode, have Matt on, so prepare yourselves, listeners, for some really weird takes. Oh! 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 Pleasure, to, pleasure to be on. Pleasure to be on. Thank Dave. you for coming on, Matt. Big fan of the pod. Thank Love you. it. But the, Mo- hey, first, Mo- hot, first hot take. The pod's better than The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay, that hot, no. actually. I think that's what the people oh, are okay. saying. Right. Yeah, the general. people have spoken. Actually. Yeah, 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 a couple people. Uh, also, you said before we started recording that uh, Johnny the Sack. Johnny, Johnny the, the Johnny Nuts. The Nuts. Sorry, Johnny. Get his name right, Dave. Johnny He's the only Nuts. the best part of your podcast. Johnny the Nut. Sacatino. 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 Oh. Hey, hey. Get no it right. Get it right. But that's okay. Matt, get it right. That's okay, because sometimes he doesn't even know his own name. <laughs> hey. Not, hey, a lot of people said J.P. Salinger, J.P. Salinger before right. they got it right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he, you know, and he, it takes a while to get that respect. It's funny. He's often inspired by J.P. Salinger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, the nut. That is correct. The nut, dude. The nut. I'm, I'm very sad the nut's not going to make an appearance. I uh, was, yeah, uh, no. He's um, currently living in a tent on Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, the, so. oh, next episode. Next Jesus, episode. Was, he, was, uh, he was in prison or something. But you went, that, no, no, you went no, real Saturday. dark and real with that's it. That's no, Eric Hurley speaking. It's the Saturday. nut jumped the shark to me already when it's, it's two episodes and when he, uh, he wrote himself into a seat. The, <laughs> 
the nuts said he might improvise uh, something later, and I and I we, we we promptly said uh, no. <laughs> I did tell him to come Please over. He might he might get in an Uber. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll All see. right, um, but we are here for Sopranos hot takes, uh, unpopular we opinions, unpopular opinions, uh, things that you know most people don't feel about the show. Uh, we got some listener submitted stuff too. But we're going to start with our guests' hot takes. So, Matt, would you like to give us your first hot take? Yeah. I'm going to go with, like, kind of funny ones and serious ones. All okay. right? So, just oh, let you know. I don't mix right. it up. But a little dramedy. Yeah. I'll, go with a, I'll go with a serious one first. The episode, a hit is a hit. Season one, oh. episode 10. Great episode. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Sir, this is the episode. Is this funny or serious? This is, I can't uh, tell. This is dead serious. Oh, my God. Massive Genius. That's the episode with Massive Genius. Yes. yes. But what you guys skipped over in your podcast, it also has uh, Tony Soprano hanging with the country club boys and them bringing him there <laughs> just to make fun of him. Sausage. That was right. so poignant. No, we... we I, <laughs> You're right. You're right. That storyline is also dear to my heart. I lo- anything where Tony has to like brush up against the Medigam, how as he says, like that that is always uh, ripe for entertainment. Agreed. But that does not save the episode. Oh, yeah. it totally Sir. saves the episode. It's the heart of the episode. But when you when you even say the name, a hit is a hit. The first thing you think about is massive genius and the terrible. Uh, late 90s uh rapper dialogue that these like middle-aged white people wrote yes i don't think of yes. that. i think of the poignant storyline with tony look as somebody who was often brought to hang with the cool people to be made fun of which is actually i think what's going on right now i'm invited <laughs> so the cool guys can That's make fair. fun of me uh like it just, it you, just, should, you should know that um Matt is uh, born and raised in Huntington Beach, California. <laughs> Ooh, you should you just just know that. What what is that? What, how is that relevant? How is that he's relevant? Not, he's not a tri-state fucking Italian or Jew like us, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's he, true. He doesn't keep it real, okay? I, I don't. <laughs> Very different. I don't, upbringings. I don't know anything about the. I I I watch the show. and I'm like, why do people live in this place? Do it, they it, know? It, do they know Southern <laughs> California exists? It, for our listeners, he is currently wearing. A tank top and board shorts, <laughs> and he walked in with a surfboard. So you know, this I have is, a. I'm, I'm showing. I got to show shell. off. The, the, I got to show off the tribal tattoo. <laughs> dripping, dripping wet, fresh out of the Pacific oh, yeah. from the from the oh, ocean. seaweed on you there. Bro. Yeah, no, but I think I think that I don't think the massive genius stuff is. I mean, it's it's. I, I'm not going to defend that. It's not good. But okay, the Tony. Scenes, we agree on that. Though. The Tony scenes and how it, how it wraps up with him playing the prank. On uh, on his neighbor, who's na- forget the neighbor's name, Kuzumano. Kuzumano, yeah. Um, but also, doesn't it, that episode has the metal band too, right? With the uh, uh, visiting right. day. Yeah, yeah. Visiting which day. that that song, metal that band. scene was is also pretty hilarious. So I think it has enough yes. good to weigh out. Just kind of, well, I would describe it as mediocrity, not outright bad of the Ooh. rap plotline. I but so you wouldn't put it in the lower echelon of Sopranos episodes. You you would not like let's say lower third. No, you, you I would, would not. It, you would put it. In I would not pack. because I do think I think the metal stuff is funny enough, and that that Tony stuff hit home with. I would put it. Yeah, I would put it like forty fortieth percentile. And so where, I guess just seven percentage points higher than where you. <laughs> and you where would you rank Visiting Day as a band in all the bands that you've heard in your life? Would you, <laughs> oh, no, oh, man, I don't know. We don't, yeah. don't want to go there, Matt. Matt 
Love Scott. <laughs> Matt still thinks Scott lives. Okay, Scott, man. I was listening to some Scott on the way okay. over. A little okay, less than Jake. Less than Jake helped melt my drive over. Yep. yep. Decent hot take. What else you got, Matt? Uh, okay, I'll go with the fun one. The girls at the Bing. Look, so I don't know. Okay. I've never been to New Jersey. Okay. Thankfully. I like where this is <laughs> going. Please. Okay. 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 They're too hot, right? Are they just, they just seem too hot for like a CD strip club. I thought you were going to say they were not hot. Yeah, enough. not hot enough. Because like in the in the in the earlier episodes, <laughs> it seems like they just like found whoever. Maybe it's because we're only like one and a half seasons deep, and they're still right. like not like figuring out that they can uh, uh, cast hotter women in this hit show. But uh, I think overall, if you averaged them out, they're they're pretty hot. Okay. Again, that's what I'm saying. They're too hot for yeah. Jersey. Jersey. Too hot for Jersey. How well, many? Hey, too well, hot for Jersey. Joe, Joe, Joe. How many Jersey strip clubs have you been to? I have not been to enough, which I haven't <laughs> been to any really. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you know, I I guess like I've I, I you know I am a aficionado of well, the strip clubs. I, I guess See, this is this is where we need uh, Sacpino because yeah, he's been to every single well, strip well, club. I guess, from I the guess. conversations I have with Sacpino, um, downtown L.A., uh, we. I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess you're right because I've been to a strip club in Vegas, a really good one, and they're pretty hot there. Yeah. <laughs> Some okay. of them. You know what the thing is? Is that it, it, it's like half and half if they're really hot or they're not. And oh my um, god, you don't like this conversation. Maybe we should move on. I'm yeah. so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. That I well, you know, it. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I mean, I like the big Russian uh, girl that I. Uh, <laughs> Had a lap dance from was was not. <laughs> you mean the nut? The she nut forced one dance. on me. Oh, oh, I mean the yeah, nut. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. This is the conversation Sac-pino. I had with Johnny the Nut Sacpino. <laughs> um, right. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Maybe they are too hot. I'm just asking. Isn't it? Isn't it an accurate representation of strip clubs in New Jersey? Probably I, not. No, I mean, I, I and mean, it is a real strip club that is in New Jersey. Correct. And, and also like I, satin dolls. The satin dolls that closed and now reopened. Yep. Also, like, like there's, I forget her name, but there's a woman who was yes. a stripper yes. uh, on the show who is also an actual stripper who still yes. makes the rounds. Yes. So oh, really? I do, yes. Yeah. I didn't know and that. so, yeah, yes. she was, like, at um, Sopranos Con and, like. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. She's in the show. I, I, I don't, I, I feel like the strippers were fairly realistic. I Dude, don't know. How much and money that's do like, you think she I've made never, at Sopranos Con? I've never been to a strip club <laughs> in so Jersey. Much, yeah. But uh, like, I, let's go. I feel like let's go. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go. Cute. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, um, let's find we'll do out. a strip club tour of of North yeah. Jersey at least. Yeah, there Sounds we go. Sounds like my hell. Yeah, I let's start with one in LA. I There's one by my house. Hates. There's one by my house and where my wife works, and let's go to that <laughs> okay. one, and then uh, and then we'll we'll do a tour of all fifty states. All right, this is all research. Right. Yeah, research yes. for the show. Okay, okay. All right, let's get to the big one. Uh, this Uh-oh. is this one. I think you see all over the place, and I totally agree. The dream sequences are fucking stupid. So, sir, oh no, Paul sir, Paul, sir. Paul <laughs> excuse me, sir. But Matt, but Matt, you said that you hate dreams. I hate dreams. Like in general, this okay, this okay. could be just me. Clarify I, with that. I hate dreams. I think anytime people talk about their dreams is the most boring thing in the entire world. And agreed. And I think dream oh, yeah. sequence. I've I have essentially. I don't think I've ever seen a dream sequence in any media that I enjoy. Okay, and I really don't think they add much to the show. I appreciate that that clarifier. You are just not a fan of dreams in general. Do you like your own dreams? 
I, no, I you don't care. I, no, I don't care. Are you, you mad at yourself if you have a dream? You're just like, fuck <laughs> exactly. me. I'm such an idiot. Like, fuck, that was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me that when, uh, when Tony is in bed at the Plaza Hotel and he thinks he's in bed with a hooker <laughs> and it turns into Carmine Sr., you weren't like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, another dream sequence. I gotta sit through this for ten minutes. Let me uh, just let me whip it was out like the a phone. half hour, but yeah, yeah that yeah, one, that yeah. one was that was one of the worst ones. Uh, it was a full episode, but yeah. I and that was a great episode. I mean, mm, sir, no, sir. I definitely think that. Did you you didn't watch that episode live? So like, I it, so I watched I watched The Sopranos live. Okay. Oh, uh, I think from season four on. Okay, season, okay, so you did. Um. And th- like- but I was like a moron, like, okay. okay, maybe listeners think I'm a moron now, but like, I mean, <laughs> imagine me, but as a, like an 18 or 19 year old. All right. So, right. Oof. Um, Oof. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I've been rewatching it. So I didn't okay. watch it any, I didn't watch it at all for 20 years. Okay. And then I've been rewatching it and I'm in the middle of season six. That's so, so you weren't necessarily That's... appreciating it when you were watching no, at it. At the time, I was life. like with my boys in college being like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Uh, Nobody fucking got whacked. Dream got sequence. Yeah. And well, now then... I'm with my wife going, what the fuck? Another fucking dream <laughs> sequence. <laughs> See, I think when I watched my wife's that, with me, by the way. When I watched that live back in whatever, 07 or 06, whenever that was, yeah. I was just blown away. Like it was, yeah. it was, it, you didn't expect it happening. And, uh, uh, I think I don't know. I, I, I was I was along for the ride. What I appreciate about the dream sequences is they're so spot on. They're more spot on and accurate to how dreams actually are, at least in my perspective. Sure. Than any other like movie or TV show that I've ever seen, where it's like uh, people like switch in and out, like uh, you know, intermittently. Yeah. Like you're just between the context of one situation and yeah. into the next with no transition whatsoever. It's like, I I've never seen something shot or written that is accurate to how I actually dream. I uh, obviously don't know about uh, you guys. 100% like, agree yeah. with you. Okay. Yes. 100%. You. 100% yes. agree but, uh, can, can you defend the season two finale where, <laughs> okay, Tony has a dream yes. and in the dream, it's like, you know, big pussy is a, is a rat. Yes. And then he's like, well, my dream told, he, told me he's a rat, so now i got to kill him. Okay. Like, he makes a life-and-death decision based yes, on yes, a dream. Yes. You're, you're, you're correct. But the entire season, yeah. it's, and it's set up in the, very, in the premiere of season two, that Tony is in denial uh, of knowing that his best friend, Pussy, is a rat. And he's been pushing that down subconsciously because he doesn't want to have to deal with the consequences of that. And when there's things that you're feeling and, and facts that you don't want to face, they often manifest themselves in dreams. The other night, yep. I had a dream uh, where I was on a talk show. Snooze. And, oh, uh, <laughs> and I was introduced as, uh, here comes Paul Gullius, failed author. Uh, <laughs> and that, when I opened my eyes, I was like, well, fuck, that's what I'm insecure about. And so like, here, like, I think that's very accurate to somebody who has the stressor in their life that they don't want to address. And then it all comes funneling out when he's in these like fever dreams uh, that ultimately force him to face uh, the fact that his best friend has betrayed him. Uh, and I don't think it's, it's, it was a dream because sometimes when I hear people talk about this, they're, they're talking about it as if like it's some like mystic thing where like, you know, it wasn't from Tony's own subconscious. It was like some divine entity that was like, 
Tony, your best friend is a rat. It's it's really it's something that's been in him his entire. <laughs> Wait, doesn't it literally kind of have that with a fish talking? Like uh, yeah, but that's his subconscious talking. It's it's not like um you know some like supernatural or like angelic like prophet that's like telling Tony. Plus, like th- throughout the whole season, like there's so many shots of Tony. Like anytime Pussy talks, Tony looking at him like. Something's not right with you, right? Yeah, but okay. But, so uh, ma- but like, but, but, it leads but, okay. up to that. I, I I understand. It's not just like, oh, everything's great. Oh, I had this dream. Oh, I had this uh, bad food, and now, oh yeah, I gotta kill him. But it kind of is. It's uh, not. <laughs> but here, like, okay, imagine this. All right, me and you, Dave, we're in the mafia. Okay. Oh God, all right? God help us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we'd last long. <laughs> but I like. You know, I think you're a rat, all right? I suspect you're being a whoa, rat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's okay, well, I, I, whatever. You suspect I'm a rat, all right? Well, no, no. I, I suspect you're a rat, right. okay? And then I have this dream. I don't just go, whoops, I got to kill him now. I do some legwork. Like, Tony doesn't do any sort of, like, surveillance or well, anything like that. Well, he finds the tapes. Yeah, he does. He, he goes, he goes yeah. and into uh, Pussy's home, and he finds uh, the wire equipment. Oh, that's right. That's yes. Right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Forgot about so, that. Sorry, it's been a couple weeks since I watched that episode. <laughs> okay, okay. okay, moving on. <laughs> Next okay. hot take. Next hot take. <laughs> All right, so it seems like maybe I've won two of these hot takes and lost, <laughs> lost decisively on this last one because <laughs> yes. I forgot something. Uh, all right, my next. You forget ta- a lot of stuff. That's, oh, true. Uh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, my next. Uh, my next take. I don't. I don't. Maybe this is not a hot take. Uh, but I think Robert Eiler is a good actor. Is that a hot take or is that? It's kind um, of a. It's he, like a lower in, hot. take. Or maybe like I just think I think AJ take. is a good character. Okay, so when I was searching for some other hot takes, as we will get into uh, later in this episode, it's basically like a broad, uh, fucking internet segment. Right. Um, I saw a lot of people saying like, hey, my hot take is I don't mind AJ. I like AJ. Hey, Robert Eiler, not a bad actor. Um, and I think what happened, like, I think I remember thinking the first time I watched the series, like this kid has no talent whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and then as things went on, he got better. Obviously, if you're in proximity to Edie Falco and James Gandolfini, you're going to pick up a yeah, few You things. should get better. Um, and, which he did. Like, a, oh, he like, did. There's no debating that he got better, but um, but yeah, I think I think that's like sort of like the go-to hot take, if that makes sense. Well, I feel like because I remember at the time, I remember like Bill Simmons used to talk to uh, Alan Sepinwall. I guess it was later on, but he would always have Alan Sepinwall mm-hmm. on his pod, and he would mm-hmm. always make fun of AJ's acting. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, maybe that's where Bill like, it Simmons came from. would, but- yeah. Like that was his thing was like AJ is ruined the Sopranos. Like AJ is like terrible. But then rewatching, yeah. I'm like, no, but AJ is supposed to be terrible. You know He's what it supposed is? To I, be think, a I think it. I a- think it is AJ- the rewatch. I think it is Robert like, Eiler. I- <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> Properly rated. Underrated. <laughs> Robert Eiler. Bottom. Bottom nine. Bottom nine, nine actors all time. Um, I don't know. I never I thought. Know. I never thought that he was bad. I think. Really? I think he I, has moments of very bad acting, but also he has moments of fantastic acting. Like the 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 scene where he comes down in the military uniform is so good, and yeah. he oh, yeah. and yeah. he is so good, and yeah. that's like he and is. that's like an earlier episode. Like, yeah, I uh, like season I, three. The first thing I thought of is when like Tony starts listing things, and he fucking like turns his head and turns his head and goes like that. Like, yeah, yeah, like that. I thought is classic. Like, 
what you would do to your parents, and then he smashes his fucking car with <laughs> yeah. a football helmet. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that's. I think that seems great too. I think it was. It was. It's a very hard role to nail. First of all, because what the Sopranos did with these like adolescent characters, no, uh, there's no other adolescent characters on television, at least at that time, that were like that, where they're just these like apathetic kind of like not too bright people. Everything else was like Dawson's Creek where like adolescents yeah. were talking like 30 year olds and yeah, like yeah. you have to be like clever and snappy and we're moving from one plot point to the next. And AJ's kind of just a very passive sort of not that bright character. And and for that, I think Robert Eiler brought that um, and and only got better as it went on. And also what you were saying with rewatches, I think oddly, maybe this is my hot take, like on rewatches. uh you get the most out of the rewatch paying attention to AJ and his arc and like his comedic moments than like probably any other character. Like I found myself laughing at all the shit that they throw AJ like on upon rewatches than I did on early watches. You know? He's so funny when he's a little kid too. Like when he goes I to mean, visit no Livia, fucking ZD is like, like the, yeah, no yeah. fucking ZD. Uh, when he goes to visit visit Livia and he's like eating the candies that he like says he doesn't want, and he, or just, like, he, he doesn't know what mouth. gutters are. Like he's like, go <laughs> yeah, clean yeah. the gutters. But yeah. Anyway, Rob Riley. First season finale. <laughs> okay, okay here, we take. here we go. It's bad. Okay, bad. I, I dream Straight of Jeannie Cusimano. Well, the thing that bumped me is, and maybe I forgot something, but uh, uh, Melfi. Mm-hmm. Like Tony, you know, he's going to her and he's like talking about his problems and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in the finale, Melfi is just like, yo, you know, your mom is the one who tried to kill you. Like, why would you ever think that? Like, <laughs> like what, what information does she have where you would say, you know what? I think your mom orchestrated the hit. Like, that is an insane leap of logic. And then also just to like make that accusation. Like, come on. No. <laughs> You're you're with it. <laughs> uh, I, I I think you're right. I but I think um, Tony sort of, especially with uh, the way he portrayed his uncle, who Tony does blame for the hit, and then hit his uncle's relationship with his mother. Uh, if Mel, if anybody is looking for uh, uh, reasons to blame a mom for anything, it's Melfi, and so I think she would could conceivably make that leap where uh, she knows about the relationship with Tony's uncle and can. Okay. Can okay. Say, okay. But you have to simultaneously believe then that she has like the best psychiatrist and the worst psychiatrist that she can like <laughs> put all these pieces together. Right. Yes. You know, whatever mind the depths of his, his, uh, his, his psyche mm-hmm. and be like, it was your mom, but then also tell him knowing who he is yeah. that he might kill her. Right. So yeah, it's no, like, no. she's a simultaneously. Yes. Just, that is, that kind of careless. I yes. find yes. I find a little more believable than the leap of logic is is her just like throwing that all out, seeing the state that he was in too when she said it, and uh, and just putting that out there. Yeah. Uh, like any time he's going that. through anything, though, she's always like, "Who else did that to you?" <laughs> right. Like yeah. it's always, yeah. always, always was like going back to Olivia, the woman who birthed you. Yeah. It's, Which it's, is also fair because like wretched human being. Yes. Like. It, like horrible, horrible person. Like, and it's obvious. Melfi? Like, yeah, she's pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, real hot take. Whoa, it, it's 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 uh it's super hard to one hundred percent honestly 
portray therapy on TV and film. I've sure. sure. You know, especially if you're using the character as like moving a plot in some sort of way. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, so uh, I, I see what you're saying, but I also see that like you can conceivably like believe that. Yeah, it would happen. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and ultimately, like, you know, Tony hears doesn't... the tapes from the FBI of his mother conspiring with Junior, so he gets that confirmation whether Melfi said it. Yeah, or look, not, I would but... buy it if Melfi heard the tapes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Tony, yeah. Like, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Any reasonable therapist would like once like they were meeting in the car or whatever. Any reasonable therapist would be like, I can't continue with you. How many? Yes. I mean, if you guys all maybe you don't have to talk. Which about I guess it. they deal with that too. But anyway. But have you ever been in therapy? Yeah. Has your therapist yes. ever said I your know. mom orchestrated the hit against you? Yes. Yes. This isn't have you ever. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I love this segment. I love this segment. Uh, the next take. Terribly directed show. Um, and <laughs> in okay. general. Okay. So there are different levels of what a director does, right? Yeah. We should say that Matt is a director. Writer, writer, uh, director. Would, yeah. Yeah. D- director in quotation. I've directed things. Yeah, yeah. I won't say directed. I'm a director. I won't, yeah. say, I won't call myself a good yeah. director. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I know what a director does. All sure. right. So I think obviously in terms of understanding like the scene and like the goal of the scene, like sure. obviously they achieve that. Getting incredible performances out of actors. Yes. Obviously they do that. But the visuals are very static. Like, it's like if you watch a TV show now, like you watch like a Narcos yep. or a famously Breaking Bad or yep. Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. they have such visual panache. Yep. And The Sopranos has none of that. And then when it does it, it's like super weird. There's like weird wipes. There was and one like, weird wipe. We talked about the weird wipe. Okay, we know about the weird wipe. But there's also weird fades. And then there's like... Not weird, often, though. They, they do... There is like, I'd say once every two episodes, a very... Like okay. amateurish fade, and then there's like I mean in the last episode or two episodes I was watching, it's like a really dumb cut. Yeah. Like Tony's like looking at a uh, a dinosaur book, <laughs> and it's like pterodactyls, and then yeah. it cuts to birds flying. Sure. It's like come right. on, that is like that's that's a little sure. much. Sure. I'm just saying for a pres- for a prestige TV show. Well, here, here, also, here's my argument. You're 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 comparing a show from the early 2000s. Thank you. Yes. To shows that are on right now like the sopranos, that's not fair uh like set the prestige tv sh- tv show like movement basically back in the day to get like prestige level directors for television was a lot harder than yeah. uh for narcos or for breaking yeah. bad because and because sopranos was such a success like i think yeah, you have your your Ryan Johnsons, uh, you know, like the, <laughs> right? Like, like you know, directing TV shows, and, and also like budgets were different and mm-hmm. and shit like that. And I know, like the Tony Melvy scenes, not that you would need a lot of like interesting visuals and shit, but those were literally like the cameras were locked, like they could not have any different angles or uh, or shots than those two back and forth shots of Orion Bracco and James Gandolfini, yeah. just because your singles budget, and then your time, wide shot and yeah. and. And back in the day, early two thousands, that like, like TV was just different back. Then. Right, I under I understand that, but I'm st- uh, I stand by the take. <laughs> I, <laughs> sure, I, sure. Also, I just I, also... I rewatching and I'm like, man, I wish hey. this was like more dynamic. Yes, and especially those therapy scenes, which I know in the uh, in the Sepulon book, Chase talks about how he wanted it to be yeah. like that. Right, but I mean, this people don't like those scenes. Yeah, I'm not on the hot take where those scenes are bad, right. but I do think they're. I mean, they're a little. They're not Boring. bad. But like, 
you feel how static it is, and yes. they could use with some camera movements or mm-hmm. interesting camera placements sure. to help us get a little more inside the character's head beyond sure. those static shots. Sure. But also, like I, I think, uh, just to play devil's advocate, you're differentiating between Tony's life outside of therapy and Tony's life in therapy. And it's part of the reason why I think, like, as audience members, we get a little, like, uh, stir crazy in those scenes, but so does Tony. Like being in therapy, like I think, yeah, like, you're it's right. Re- yeah. It's re- it's reflective of like how static therapy can be. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it it's the same sentiment as David Chase didn't want any um like music, like show themes coming in to tell the audience how they should be feeling. He didn't want to mm-hmm. like put a camera in a certain way or move the camera in a certain way that that suggests like, oh, here comes a very intense moment or here comes something that you should feel a certain way about to just put them in locked frames. Like let's the audience sort of interpret it as they will based on how the interaction is going. Um, And I think that was smart actually. I agree. Um, But, but I do get what you're saying in general. Like imagine if the Sopranos was airing now and, and TV had the budget that like a fucking game of Thrones had now, like you could get some really sort of interesting directors to take chances and, and, and what would the show look like then? Yeah, like, it would look right. with that. It would yeah. look totally different. But yeah. I mean, the show still totally holds up, and I think it's because the performances are yes. like pitch perfect and the yes. comedy. It's like yeah. it's so much more rewatchable than I think The Wire or say Mad Men. Because, yep. I mean, I don't know. I haven't rewatched Mad Men, but like it's so funny. Yes. Like what strikes you is like, man, this thing is just you know joke after joke. Yeah. Also, yeah. like I mean, we've talked about this before, but um, you can just jump in and like watch random episodes whenever you want uh once once you've seen the show obviously but like the wire like you can't just be like oh man season three like i'm just gonna watch <laughs> yeah, amsterdam tonight right, like yeah. like yeah. you the wire you have to sit down and you have to watch the show like all the yeah. way through like yeah the sopranos has so many like great like just like one-off episodes for yeah. sure okay this is my last one i guess all and, right, uh, sure. and um this is not really a sopranos hot take it's more a hot take about the other prestige shows that okay. came after it um and re- rewatching the sopranos it was it struck me how much i was on carmela's side and how much i liked carmela mm-hmm. mm-hmm. whereas you think about the other prestige shows like breaking bad yes. and mad men yep. where you just hate or most people dislike skylar right oh uh, there's and, like huge like backlash it's it's written that way it's written that way like, and um and mad men uh, january jones's character mm-hmm. uh, betty draper yeah. um you also dislike her. And it, here's the thing. It's like everybody, people are so reticent to blame the actor. They always blame the writer. You just did it. You just said, it's written that way. It it's, is. It's poorly written for these characters. These characters are written so poorly. I'm going the other way. I'm blaming the actor, okay? <laughs> that's, yeah, well, 80, that's also fair. That's also I, fair. I think it's like 80-20 acting writing. Like, I don't think those parts were necessarily poorly written. I just think Edie Falco is on a whole other level. Like, mm. she is mm. such a much better actor than those two actresses who play Skylar. Oh, well, that, I completely agree with that. And I, that's what I'm saying. But everyone always always like, well, they should have written those characters better. It's like, no, fucking let's put some blame on the actor. People just don't want to blame <laughs> the actors because their face is on the screen and they empathize with them. Right, right. But they just want to put it on the writer. Uh, I'm putting it all on the actor. <laughs> uh, with January Jones, I agree. I, January I think... Jones' character is like a baby. <laughs> like, I mean, she's such a baby. Like, that Betty, Betty Draper is a fucking yeah, baby. She's written like, like a teenage girl. And, and that, which speaks to like the 50, like 50s housewife or whatever. And 
This is co- completely different, I think, than Carmella. Because I, I at times don't like Carmella. Oh, and I well, think and there's I times think, where you don't like the, And I think that's because Edie Falco is a good actor. Because I oh, think yes. sometimes she's not supposed to be likable. I think, it, I think definitely li- in term because I think she's hypocritical a lot, and yes. I think the writing is definitely trying to show that for sure. Um, uh, uh, so there, there are times like that. Yes, yeah, she's like defiant and correct, and a, a lot of other times, but but she like bullies people. Yeah, yeah. rook up pie. <laughs> yeah, and she, she steals money from Tony. Yeah, I I think <laughs> I think she I, she and, she abuses her relationship with Father Phil. Like she completely like yeah. they use each other obviously, but like she completely like uses him to validate her like lifestyle. Like yeah, at the end of the day, she's she, she she's an enabler for for Tony. Yeah, you know, oh she's, yeah, she's not yeah. killing people, but she's making sure uh, the killer has dinner on the table every night and has his uh, boxers and and white tank tops washed every but you, week. And but this this is my argument for the writing because you also get all those little tidbits of her as a person before Tony, like, uh, or like what her life could have been without Tony. She went to college and like ended up like leaving because of him. Like Mm. she, her, her parents are not like mafioso people. Like she is an like fairly intellectual person. She has like all these, like her flirtations with Victor Musso. Like Mm. there are all these, um, sides of her that we see that we don't see um, from Skylar or uh, Betty Draper. Yeah, but I think you know? I, I mean I think like I think Skylar either. I think likability is the wrong word. It's just a matter of caring. Like I don't really just I don't you care don't about care. I don't okay, care yeah. about what happens to Skylar or right. Betty Draper. I right. care about Carmen. And I, I, but I, I part of that is right. You can't say that part no, of that isn't right. It's all it's eighty percent acting. Eighty percent nah. acting. Okay, 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 okay. I would say that out of the three, <laughs> she is definitely the best actor. Sure. Anna Gunn uh, as That's Skylar White is, is uh, I think incredible. She's, she's good. Great. I think she's good, and I, I don't she, hate though? her. Uh, I think a she, lot of the I fans do. That's I, I, don't, I don't hate her. I don't think about her really right that's my point that's that's i think but that's i will part say i fucking yeah. don't like betty draper no. <laughs> <laughs> I, fuck betty Which, draper if you have one thing you take away from i was sad draper. that she got cancer but um <laughs> all right well now <laughs> i feel bad okay i'll right. take Jesus it back right. i take it back Jesus Christ. immediately what i just said um <laughs> yeah if you don't like betty draper that is a uh lukewarm Take at best. No, my, no, like I said, my take is more like blaming the actors instead of the writers. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I want to blame to go around. I have 5% of the directors, too. Okay. okay. Matt, thank you for, for coming Matt, on. Matt, thank and, you for those and, hot takes. Um, Matt presented me with another hot take that he did not bring up. Oh, the Buscemi is a yeah. bad actor? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you like, were too ashamed. Which, to no, 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 as I somebody who, like, I, I should say that uh, Steve Buscemi is my, like, childhood hero, my acting really? hero. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I gravi- gravitated towards him as uh, when I was young, and I, as a character actor, I adore him, and he's amazing on The Sopranos. I think he's great. Matt yeah. disagrees. Okay, look. Here's the thing about that take. All right, my take is Buscemi is a mediocre. He's just fine. Okay, he's <laughs> he looks super interesting, so we like him. But if you like, if you were, if I were to like isolate his line readings and I just played you the line readings without you knowing it's Buscemi, you would just be like, mm, that's an okay actor. Okay. 
That's my take. But here's the thing. Here's why I didn't bring it up. There's no point in discussing it. It's totally right. subjective. It's subjective. Of course. <laughs> it's like True. you you could there's like what evidence can you bring? He's it a good actor subjective. and I'll just say no, he's not a, I don't I just think he's fine. It, it's subjective and you're wrong. You're thinking <laughs> you you think the best he's done is fine in anything he's done. Is he's, that what you're saying? He's what he brings to the table is the way he looks. Like he is providing well, something beautiful visually. Like he's visually interesting to look at. You're you're it, right with that. Yeah. And I would and, say inter- interesting more than beautiful. All right, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And whatever beautiful. No, so, yeah. I guess, yes, yes. so I guess Willem Dafoe, not a great actor. I guess. No, like, no, no, that's no, no, like no, part no, of being no. a character actor. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Like I'm talking about. Like he is. So that's what he brings. He's not messing. The, he's not like he's not a bad actor. Where you're like, oh, that was a bad line ring. But like, oftentimes they're just if, like, eh. If, if this like, was, I, I could. He could have done that a little better. He could have. He could have put a little extra mustard on some that. To be desired. If if this yeah. was a Boardwalk Empire podcast, I could I could understand the take. Oh, that that's the thing. But here's uh, the thing about Bashemi. I guarantee you, he must be the most likable person in the entire world behind the scenes, like on set. Oh, yeah. Because like they, he gets ca- like directors work with him over and over again. He got the lead in Boardwalk Empire, like mm. uh, that was Terrence Winter's show, right yes. after the Sopranos. Yep, and it totally ruins the show. It's like he's so miscast that that that, sh- that was writing, sir. I think that was writing. I think, I think sh- they wrote the main character of that show to be less interesting than every other uh, supporting cast well, member. Is it or Great. that just Bashemi can't bring it? Can't bring that extra juice. Well, then also you don't really yeah, buy him as like a out. charismatic like mob <laughs> boss. You're like nobody would follow this maybe in skeleton looking bug eyed. Yeah. Yeah. In 1920, eh, buy it. There's some weird looking that, uh, that mob boss. Boardwalk Empire is a separate, but that show is miscast like top to bottom. Like nobody, no, 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 nobody's no, good no, in that no. show. Whoa! What? Okay. Uh, excuse me. Okay. That, that's Mr. The, that's Bobby Cannavale has something to say. No, oh, that oh. show more than any show, even perhaps even more than The Sopranos, like supporting cast, they can introduce a character and you're on board with them. Like, yeah. Like, I, at least for me. Uh, but again, I, I, yeah, so I was quickly. I was on board with them. B O R E D. Hey, I never saw it. But again, yeah, wasn't wasn't Paz de la whatever the fuck Paz her name de la is? Huerta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't great. Um, there you go. I'm with Matt. Thanks, thanks, Joe. All right, Let's, Matt. Thank you for your hot takes. Yeah. It was very brave of you to come on the show and yeah, and appreciate us, that. Uh, sort of lambast your, yeah, your just hot look takes over here. your shoulder, you know, for you know the time being. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna sit back now. I'll let you guys run the rest of your show. Yeah, great. Oh, this is like Super Hoopers. I have I one of your beers. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Super Crack Hoopers, I gotta open. do all the work. Crack yeah, Matt, open by the Matt, mic, Matt. Right on by our, the mic. On our NBA, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please, on our, please. Uh, uh, on okay. our NBA podcast, Matt does all the work. All right. Sort nice, of like nice me turn. Me on this podcast, right, guys? Yeah. Correct. Okay. All Correct. right. So uh, we're now we're gonna get into some hot takes from across the internet. It's sort oh, of like baby. A, ballsier fucking internet segment um I but first we're going to start off with the people who actually fucking submitted to our show here yeah thank Good. you uh thank you thank for you for listening coming. to the last episode and uh taking our uh <laughs> you know listening yeah. to what we asked for listening to the finally. last 20 seconds uh, of the show <laughs> and hearing us call for hot takes uh we have Ben Fetterman, who actually fucking emailed us, guys. Wow. Actually, actual email in he 2020. He says, hey, ben. guys, just heard the Happy Wanderer episode and loved it. That was last episode. Please go and listen if you haven't. <laughs> Beefing with that. Uh, That's a hot take right there. <laughs> it is a hot take. Uh, I'm a Soprano super fan. I do a rewatch once a year. Might be because I'm from North Jersey and it reminds me of growing up. Uh, my hot take is that there are way too many Sopranos podcasts. <laughs> 
Hey, Fetterman, ah, Fetterman, hit, hit the strip club for us. <laughs> let us know if it's yeah, Let us know. But let then know, he ben. goes into an actual hot take. I was into one that I won't name, but immediately stopped listening after the host pitched this theory to a director. I think it was Abrams. I think he's referencing Phil Abrams, who directed Remember When, and it was also a... Uh, no, I think it's J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams <laughs> was on The Sopranos, as you didn't know. One of the great uh, Sopranos directors, J.J. Abrams. He pitched to this director that Meadow was being subtly positioned as heir to Tony's throne. Obviously, this is asinine and contradictory to much more believable theory that the alluded to eventual heir apparent would be Patsy Parisi's son. Let me explain. There are many parallels between the brief exploration of Patsy's son and Tony's backstory. Both have fathers who are low-level crew members. Both exhibit ruthless entrepreneurship at a young age. Uh, Parisi burning off a toe with acid and Tony hitting Feach's poker game. I hope, if nothing else, this starts a turf war between Sopranos podcasts. Your new crew member, Ben. Thank you, Ben, Thank for you, that. Thank you, Ben. That was incredibly well written and thought out. Um, in, the, in regards to the hot take being... Uh, was Patsy Parisi or uh, Patsy Parisi's son Patrick? Uh, or no, sorry, but not Jason, Patrick. Jason yeah. being so, brought. Uh, to I responded to him thinking to he was Stone. he was yes. talking about Patrick, and thought that Patrick was the one that poured the acid. Patrick was the one yeah. who, uh, who ends up uh, getting engaged, engaged with Meadow, Meadow at the end. See, he's saying lawyer. he's going to take over. He's saying no. He's saying that the one that AJ hung out with, Jason, right. Jason Parisi, Parisi, who poured the acid on the poor fucking kid's toes, was gonna end up being the heir apparent to Tony. Uh, I don't <laughs> see a lot of actual evidence within the show. I see the parallel that you illustrate, Ben, uh, with um, you know Tony's uh, being uh, sort of uh, prone to violence and okay with violence uh, at a young age. Um, also, there is a chance like they become family. Like, let's say Meadow and Patrick marry. The Parisis and the Sopranos are family now. Yes, and yeah. maybe Tony does see something in um, uh, Jason. Jason's. that uh, AJ does not. How have. many? How many fucking episodes was Jason <laughs> Parisi? He was in not, maybe like two. It I was mean, like, there's it like was that like, run of like uh, AJ being super depressed. Yeah, he was with the like, Jasons. Yeah. He was with Jason Parisi and Jason right. um, Gervais. The two Jasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carlo's son. Right. But uh, you know what? Hot take. I don't agree, Ben. I'm sorry. I don't agree. No. I mean, I could see you fucking pulling that shit out of thin air <laughs> and fucking, you know, saying that it's true. But, like, the guy was in, like, two episodes. Even Patrick Parisi, like, like yeah. that guy, where you know, yeah. where'd he come from? I mean, I, I, when I responded to Ben, I completely mixed up Patrick and... Uh, and <laughs> True. Jason Pat- that's kind of that's kind of and it's easy. like they might as, we make, they might we, as well have been the same person. Yeah, it might as well have been the same person. All right, let's move on to Heath Barr from ben, Twitter. No, Ben, email us what uh, what fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let us know. You let want to start uh, Heath the Barr? At I think H- I know what it was, but Herman's yeah, let us know. Three. Uh, I think Jackie Jr. could have ended up being a lot cooler of a character when Richie got out of jail and started talk uh, taking Jackie under his wing. He could have schooled him the right way, and who knows, maybe Jackie could have ended up in that life after all and not ended up a dumbass. Sorry, uh, sorry, Heath Barr. I, Heath Barr is uh, always responding to us on Twitter, so thank you for uh, you know, your support, Heath Barr. But also, Jackie Jr. sucked. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, I, it's a valid hot take. I get that it's a hot take, but 
Jackie sucked. I don't see the potential. I don't see the mental capacity to to be within the mob for him. No. Uh, no, whatsoever. not at all. No. He's one really, of them. His success was kind of hell-bent on his relationship with Meadow working out, and it didn't, and that was his like downfall. <laughs> True. Yeah. He a yeah. dumb-dumb. Yeah, yeah, he dumb. All right, moving on. From Facebook, we have David Gray saying, A mob boss. Oh, shit, with- the singer? Ooh, Babylon. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not the early 2000s uh, white ladder. Uh, That's like his only song, right? <laughs> Ooh, Babylon. Yeah, hey, pretty much. That was uh, about the uh, the line on the LIRR, right? I don't know. Was maybe, it? Maybe it is. <laughs> no, he's like Irish. We No. Oh. You know what? It made me think of that because, you know, our friend of the pod, a friend of the pod, Steve Lakioma, her friend of us, <laughs> he would he would play that song all the time. What? In college. The fuck? Yeah, it's based on the Long Island Railroad me. line. Anyway, David Gray says a mob boss would never speak to a therapist. Source Michael Francis. You know, you know who Michael Francis is? Mm. Uh, have you seen the host? Is he the sports the guy? guy that Chicken French says? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. he's the former <laughs> capital regime of the Colombo crime family. Oh, who is oh. now doing like a media fucking blitz? <laughs> yeah, it was yes. like a BuzzFeed video of him like yeah. critiquing um, mob movies and shit. And one of the things he said was like, "Sopranos, no, nobody, no mob boss would ever uh, see a <laughs> see a therapist." Um, Michael Francis and David Gray, whoever you are, uh, I would like to say I did some research, and Frank Costello, the boss of the Genovese crime family, saw a Park Avenue shrink for years uh, in the 1950s. Ooh. Well, also, also, it's the fucking premise of the show. It's yeah, like a big, right, it's, yeah, like, it's, like, it's like he sees the therapist, and everyone's not like, oh, cool, you're seeing a therapist. They're like, right. oh, shit, like, you might get right. whacked. Like, right. Right. Exactly. It's like, like a big fucking like deal. They're playing like it's, it, this is a normal thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. right, right. Um, so, David Gray, I'm sorry, but you are wrong. Yeah, yeah. Go so back to your So yeah. is Michael Francis. You hear that, Michael Francis? You fucking oh. yeah. Tony, well, I don't, I don't guess support what? that. That was Gullius <laughs> who said that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm guess what? Tony Soprano wears shorts, and he fucking goes to therapy. So <laughs> suck yeah. on that. Welcome okay. to the two thousand. <laughs> yeah, Next hot yeah. take from Twitter: Rick Perry. Oh, at, shout out to Rick. Now Rick is also one of our Adam big Twitter followers. Gone Love fishing Rick. with Ph Fish. Uh, perhaps he's a fan of the of jam the band. band. Uh, it's crazy that Bobby elevated through the ranks as quickly as he did. He shows no more intelligence than Pauly. He makes the same kind of silly verbal gaffes. He never whacked anyone until he was in his 40s. And the guy killed, uh, the guy he killed wasn't some big bad mobster. He was some French-Canadian dirtbag. <laughs> Bobby was Junior's errand boy. And as soon as he got together with Janice, he becomes one of Tony's top guys. Bobby sucks. And if looking after a dying man for a few years is all it takes to become a high-ranking mafioso, it makes me think much less of what pygmy th- of that pygmy thing over in Jersey. Why did Tony not cultivate a deeper bench of reliable guys? In a business with so much employee turnover, a good leader would constantly be cultivating new talent to rise through the ranks. Bobby is far and away the worst bacala behind his dad <laughs> and a box of salted cod. Ooh, hot <laughs> I mean, a box Rick, of salted cod. Hot take. Rick, what? you came with the fucking fire, dude. <laughs> Yo, Rick, I got to disagree, though, because what happened was Bobby was already high up in Junior's organization. 
And then it's like when they merge, you're not going to give the guy a demotion. Like you got to keep him at the you same level. It's like, when two, it's like when two companies merge, it's like the, you can't bump the vice president down to Aaron Boy. You got to keep, he's got to keep the title, title of VP. Plus this like is Bobby is arguably like the most faithful person in the whole operation. He puts up with like taking like, like going to pick up Junior's fucking medications and shit. Like Paulie would have never done that shit. And Paulie does all that bullshit where he's like, he's working Tony. He's working Johnny Sack. Like he tells Johnny Sack about the uh, joke that Ralphie makes, which uh, like from remember when we know that like Tony knows that it was him who fucking did that shit. Like the only person that he can fully trust and he can't fully trust anybody is Bobby. That's true. And eventually obviously marries Janice and all that shit. But like, but even before that, like the fact that he's so loyal to taking care of junior like shows that he like he he does he deserves to rise in the ring i think you're spot on i think it comes down to a matter of trust and who tony really can put his faith in to uh to not fucking and, betray him and and they're like close in age like paulie's married older. to his sister like pa- like paulie like comes from like johnny boys like era like right like which tony always has an issue with like which is part of the reason why he he has issues with feach he has issues with richie like these people from like the generation before him or slightly before him, like they've like tried to fuck him over. It's true. Um, okay. Moving on to Mitch Wissick. Oh, uh, he says Kennedy and Heidi, uh, which is the, the, uh, final season episode in which Tony kills Chris. I hated watching Tony kill off Christopher. It definitely wasn't a mercy killing. He looks at that baby seat and makes that choice to basically kill his adopted son. Tony is disgusted and feels responsible for what Christopher has become, but I feel like he would have kept giving him more and more chances because that's what we do as parents. So I hated it. But to immediately contradict myself, I do wish he would have let AJ drown in the pool. <laughs> should we? <laughs> but should we? Should we present this to Matt, who's the only father in our group here? Matt, how do you feel about that? Well. Big spoiler for me because uh, I haven't got to that episode. Oh, yet. <laughs> yeah, but you watched the show before. I kind of forgot though that he, <laughs> that he does that. Now he, ho- he holds his. Nose now I'm, rem- yeah, yeah, now yeah, I'm yes. remembering it. Yes. But uh, he's not his son. He's like he's a, no, not he's his not. son. He's not, and he I, like never was. Like I don't know. I also think that you know when when Tony looks in the back seat and sees the baby seat that was impaled by a branch or whatever. He's the protecting crash. the child. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that Tony was like thinking, "Oh man, I have to kill this guy to protect this child." I think he was thinking, "Oh, here's something I can use as as an excuse to justify my killing this person, so I don't feel as bad." You're I think probably that's right. what it came down to. Probably like, right because he repeats that like throughout the rest of the episode, saying like, like "Did, uh, you, did like, you see the you baby know? seat? Yeah, yeah right, right. like this and yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's that's just true. trying to make himself feel better about fucking killing Chris. Now I don't think Chris probably would have survived anyway. He was already coughing up blood from his mouth. Yeah, uh, and the paramedics were not close to being on their way at that point. Uh, so did Tony sort of like, "Let's just finish this up quickly," and it's also convenient to me, maybe. But I do think that the eyeing of the baby seat was Tony justifying to himself and nothing else. Yeah. Maybe that's my hot Also, take. that's like a big old nose, too. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> asking yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, right. noses. Next there goes from the friggin' Mona Lisa. <laughs> Mike Yusey. Vin McKazian. Oh, Mike Yusey. Vin McKazian is Peter McAllister. Discuss. That's uh, a hot take? That's a hot take. No, that's, uh, of course, um, John Hurd's character from 
Home Alone. No, they're, Peter no, they're different. <laughs> I could see if Peter McAllister blames himself for leaving his son Home Alone. Maybe he fucking leaves the family and uh, oh, gives yeah. a drink. Okay. Okay. And, like, okay. Yeah, and he okay. becomes a cop. Okay. Becomes yeah. A yeah, Perhaps. I can see him. The uh, Peter McAllister spirals guess, out into. A I guess we don't. In North I guess we don't. Do we know what Peter McAllister does for a living? No, we don't. No, we never got so, that. Uh, he could have been a Chicago been a PD. PD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah then he moves be, to Jersey. He could be like a straight laced detective or like yeah. a desk cop. You know. You know what? I'm gonna say this hot take. Might I like be it. Spot uh, on. Yeah. Also, <laughs> absolutely not. Not with that fucking house. <laughs> He's definitely uh, true, in finance yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Uh, he definitely would have brought in the wet bandits to be part of the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mayo yeah. crime family. Yeah. No, but okay. So from here, so those were all our submitted question or hot takes. But from here, that one was submitted. That one was submitted. Yeah. <laughs> what on, on what? Facebook, Twitter, on Facebook, on Facebook. On Facebook? Mike yeah. Ucy, Mil- Milford guy. Yeah. Uh, Milford, Connecticut. This. Guy. Uh, so from here, I broke them into um, categories: cast and characters, uh, episodes and seasons, and hot takes about uh, plot plot points. So let's go through these here. We have on Reddit user uh, Ron Belly Canelli. Bobby was a better Santa Claus than Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Do we ever see Pussy being Santa Claus? Yes, yeah. in a flashback. A little glimpse. He's like he's like wasted. Uh, no, uh, absolutely no not. No, he uh, way. No, Pussy was fucking Ron fantastic, Belly. Santa. <laughs> yeah, he was hammered, but he was fucking dope. Yeah, he was hammered and also a rat at the time, but he also, was a great like, Santa. Also, what great Santa doesn't reek of liquor? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. All the best ones do. Okay, this one from user Galway underscore Haran, who we've heard from before. Yes. Uh, Ada Turturro is top three actors in the series after Gandolfini and Falco. If you hate Janice, that means she's doing a great job. Would you put her in third place after Gandolfini She's and definitely Falco? above a shimmy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, I will agree with him because she's just in more episodes. Sure, she's uh, above more of a semi, but like, but I think, um, I think, I think Imperioli. I think Imperioli's three. You gotta put Imperioli, Imperioli right? and then Dominic Kinesi. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put that three, four. But uh, she's uh, she's really good. She's fantastic. She's very good, but not top three. Not uh, top. Three. She's definitely I mean, top ten. Oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, sure. yeah, definitely top ten. I, I think she might be my five. She might be my five oh, after wow. after wow. after Chinese and uh, and Imperial. I mean, I, I you can't you can't discount Nancy Marchand for me. Oh, for me, right, I right, think, right. She's I think, very good too. But, but she's sure. got to be top. Not in as many episodes. I I appreciate this hot take. I mean, I mean, she, she is very good. She's very she's good. Incredible. She is very good. I don't do know. Do you about think? Do you three. think she's better than Dre DeMatteo or? Yes. 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 Really? Yes. I don't know. Dre Demetrio is really good. I love Dre Demetrio. She's good, especially like season four and five, like where like things are you know like tougher. You know, once she, once she is like an informant, she's fantastic. Right. I don't know. Ada Tatura also like the character of Janice just brings out so many juicy things of Tony. Right, like the and stuff she, between her and Tony and, is and, so good, and, Aiden, and she's also and, really funny. Too. And yeah, and yeah, she's gone through like such a di- such a like such a like up and down yes. like yes. such yeah. a crazy arc, like being this fucking hippy dippy that comes in, and then right. being this fucking like mob like wife. alpha alpha like right. yeah yeah killing mo- people. yeah mob wife, and then yeah. and also uh, her relationship with her mother, and, she, and, and then and she and then put, she has a baby, and her relationship to her baby, yeah. she's so. Fucking horrible and also, to the baby. <laughs> I mean, I like her mother was to her. Yes, like, I mean, yeah. it's uh, I don't know. She is very, very. very I know on other pods, like 
talk about like favorite episodes and stuff. I mean, I I don't think I can at this point say my favorite episode, but like Soprano Home movies is so fucking good and incredible. She yeah. is she's so good. In it. Yes. Like yeah. everybody, like the four of them are are so fucking good in that yeah. episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. we all love Ada. We jury's still yeah, out. We love Ada. She's top three. Yeah. Uh, she'll be on our podcast. Yeah, she'll get on. She'll come on. Yeah. She'll get her and Nick. Uh, we'll get yeah. her and Nikki on. It's in the works. With the it's nut. in the works. No. Yeah, dude. Yo, Johnny the Nut, the nut got to yeah. write about her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. Jo- yeah, you know what Johnny the Nut needs to write about is how the uh, the Dick Doctor became. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to hear that. I was story. thinking, like, how did they meet? Penile yeah. implants. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doctor Ira true. Freed. Yeah. Okay. Next hot take. User King Eager Egbert. Sorry, Charmaine Bucco is the only character who understands who and what Tony is. What do you think? There's that. That there's that psychiatrist that that Carmela sees. Like the, the old Dr. Jewish, Dr. Guy. Old Jewish yes. one, yes. Like he calls it as he, he calls as it, it is. Perfect. Like really, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that actor too. So he said his performance is so subtle. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Much better he than was really good. He died <laughs> soon. <laughs> you son of a bitch. He died soon after like the taping of that. Oh Dude, really? Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. That guy was on death's oh, door. God. You couldn't tell. No wonder he was uh, so subtle. He was dying. <laughs> but Charmaine, yes, I think she has the outsider pers- perspective that Artie certainly doesn't. I think. She doesn't know to the extent of what Tony is, but I think her suspicions are even more accurate than what uh, Carmela allows herself to consciously Tony acknowledge. Annie. Right? Yeah. Um, Author. But, yeah. Author. What do you What do you guys think, Charmaine? She know who Dude, Tony I'm, really is. I'm a big I'm a big uh, Buco fan. I'm a big. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I, I oh we love the Bucos. Love yeah, the Bucos. Uh, Take the Charmaine. Yeah, sure. I to thine <laughs> own self be true. <laughs> Okay, next hot take from user Jet Black Jelly. Oh, baby. <laughs> Gigi was a nothing character, and I didn't know who or what he was. Or I didn't know who, he wa- who or what he was supposed to be until what? he died on the shitter. Uh, hot um, take, hot take. You know what? As you watch it, I would agree. As you were watching it for the first time, but now... Now, when you rewatch it, yeah. you you get to like see him more, and you're like, oh, he's in this scene. Oh, I didn't even know he's in this episode. Yeah. And like, he's in you, a lot, and then, but he doesn't leave an impression. No, which he is doesn't. Why I sort he of agree with this. I, I, like I sort Gigi. of agree. I like Gigi. On the first, on the on my first watch, I didn't know who the fuck Gigi was. When yeah, he died. sure. No, because because uh, even even I feel like we've had this conversation where we're like, wait, he was the boss of this crew right what this yeah crew, what like, happened we when like we don't yeah. we don't know like where where he was and he seemed it like does. an underling at first and then he was a boss like it is or, like you know capo uh it is a good chink in the, like the whole uh you know idea that we hear later on at the end of the series where everybody is cursed who is the capital yes, of that crew. Sure. Right. So it is it does add to the curse of the crew. Sure. sure. Fine. I, I agree. But <laughs> which, that's about which they, it. Yeah. which they could not have known but when they were making season two. But he dies and then Ralph becomes Cap Capo, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, that's so, why he promotes Ralph. So yeah. he's just right. a fucking he's just a fucking pawn to get Ralph's character even, you know, bigger status. This one's for Matt from <laughs> user Ddust one oh two. Never felt Steve Buscemi fit in. Seemed <laughs> like an SNL skit in every scene he was in. Too recognizable a face. The fuck is going on? We've discussed. And, I, and to be honest, when I was researching this, there was a lot of that. There Hell was yeah. a lot of that. I think, I think, here's the thing. I think if you're re-watching the show, like, Buscemi is so famous. Yes. And he remains famous. Yes. Where you're kind of like, 
if you're like if you're like 20 now, you rewatch it, you're like, whoa, what's Buscemi doing in this show? Because right. nobody else has really had like a huge post Sopranos no. career that you would be familiar with. Sure. Like even Ralphie. Yeah. Like uh, Joey Pants. Yeah. He like works consistently, but yeah, he's not. But he's not like yeah. he was more prominent back then. Yeah. Right. Like he mm-hmm. was at Buscemi's level back then, but now right. now he's kind of faded away. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I can see him sticking out to someone rewatching the show. Right. I. Yeah, I agree I with that. So. And I and I guess he was he was also pretty famous, I guess. He was when he, was, he, yeah, when he, he was. was first on the show. Was, I was very excited when I, I mean I, heard I, the I remember like when they announced he was gonna be on the show. Yeah. Part of that was that Sopranos fans were so excited because at at the time Pine Barons was like such a and it still is such a revered episode and he directed it. Yes. So I think people were very excited in Sopranos world especially because it's like, oh, you're you're adding someone who is a pretty popular actor who directed like up until now who probably the most the famous show. episode, yeah. right? I who think- understands the show, and they're um, and he's going to like right. be right. Tony's cousin. Like that's gonna be. I mean, amazing. And yeah, and people like myself who was like what twenty five or whatever the right. fuck I was when he yeah. like was in. And I was like, "Oh yeah, uh, it's fucking Steve Buscemi from Reservoir Dogs." It was right. like my like Reservoir everybody Dogs. loved Spars that shit it. when I was in high school. Right. So it was just it just seemed perfect. But to I, me. And also, but I, I can I was, see where other people I was obsessed feel it being weird. I was obsessed with a movie called A Tree's Lounge. Tree's Lounge. That, oh yeah, that, a lot of Sopranos. That he wrote and directed exactly with yeah. a lot of Sopranos people in it. Uh, <laughs> you know all the when greats. He is, well, he Daniel Baldwin, all the greats. What? Uh, but I think his storyline is well, maybe the best storyline of the show. Like, oh yeah, like what happens so to him good. through the course of that season. It's a great arc. Ama- it's yeah. such a good arc. I mean, yeah. where's my arc? There it was, right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, so maybe if somebody else besides Buscemi was in that role, that would. Can you imagine how much better fucking, it would be? <laughs> he is also a fucking from New York. He's yeah. Italian. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah, a New yeah, York yeah. actor. Like, I mean, you know, he was an oh, FDNY. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Imagine this. Imagine switching Buscemi and Joey Pants. Do you think the show would have been better? No. no, Buscemi plays. Can you see Buscemi what? unhinged as Ralphie? No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm. Would have been no. better. Nobody okay. else could have played Ralphie. Next hot take from user Vegetable Fart. Uh, <laughs> Livia was a bad mother, but a good grandma, except when she dropped that nihilism bomb on AJ. What? I mean, I don't know. I mean, define good. I mean, it's like I guess she's just not an actively bad grandma. I don't know if she's <laughs> yeah. like a good grandma. Also, if you're telling your grand, your like adolescent grandson that we all die, end, alone, die alone and it's yeah. a big nothing, like yeah, I think that disqualifies you as no, a good. I don't know. Yeah, you need to hear yeah, that though. Yeah. At some don't, point. <laughs> don't, don't remember hearing that from any uh, either of my grandmas. But yeah. uh, my, you know. all my grandparents were like, "Do you want food? Do you want yeah, more? Yeah. Yeah. More food? Would you like to more, keep eating? More, or? more candy? Yeah. <laughs> we live in a jungle, and you're we're all gonna die. That's not what that's not what grandmas are usually saying. Nah. Uh, this one from user Titty Slapper One Two Three. <laughs> sure. Silvio is a cartoon mobster caricature doing a bad Al Pacino impression, and I can't take him seriously at all. I will say, I, in my acting classes in college, uh, my like mentor would often say, like, there are actors like this, and then there are actors like Stephen Van Zant on Sopranos. Really, and he w- used him as an example of like a caricature. to illustrate what though? to illustrate like someone who is not a, like conveying a real person. 
Eh, I don't. I like him. I, I mean, I feel like he's just kind of. I mean, I think part. I of mean, we ju- we're just coming off of like probably his most entertaining moment here, in yeah. the series. Uh, oh, with the cheese, with the cheese. Here's stuff, cheese. Here, <laughs> but that's a great scene. Yeah, here, yeah. Here's here's the problem with that. With that. Those people are fucking characters. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a guy who grew up watching The Godfather and emulating The Godfather. Correct. That's why he's like that. Correct. Meet those people in New Jersey. They're fucking characters. They're real. Yeah, they exist. You will be like, oh my god, I went to New Jersey and I saw people that are just like the Sopranos. Yeah, no shit. Because they're fucking like people who think they're in a movie or some shit. They think they're in the mob, like you know, Bagel Boss guy. Right. I mean, it's like, <laughs> look, if, if I didn't, if I didn't know Johnny the Nut, like, was real, I would think he's a caricature. But he's sure. like a real dude. No, he's know? a real dude. That's he's he a, lived in yeah. Bergenfield, New Jersey, and yep. now he lives downtown in, in uh, Skid Row. But 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 I will say, sex writer. If you if you see interviews with Steve Van Zandt, like he didn't want to do the show because he was worried that like he was doing that. Right. Yeah, but like, it's but and then he also is saying, you know, the actor in our family is my wife. Yo, yeah, yo, oh. yo, 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 Van Zandt. Not, not a hot take. Very like. <laughs> yeah, that's very, a hot actually, take. That, that's what brings me also, to the next hot but take. Also, Steve Van Zandt is like that too. Like it yeah. doesn't like you know. I don't know. The next hot take. User Homer nineteen sixty nine. The hiring of main actors slash producers family members nearly ruined the show. Van Zandt's wife, Chase's daughter, yep, Bracco's sister. Not sure of any oh, other, but just terrible. Talent. Also in a trees lunch. I also don't think that they almost ruined the show. I no, think. Uh, it would be it would be a ballsy argument to say they ruined an episode, much less the entire series. You, but you yes. do think that like probably if uh, Maureen Van Zant was a better actor, maybe that character would have gotten right. more exactly. But like uh, she had just enough. Right. She had enough yeah, to, just yeah, enough yeah. to keep Steve Van Zandt happy. It's like right, clear right. they give like the big, meaty Carmela friend stuff to Roe. Right, who's Correct. like a great who's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love yeah. Roe. Roe is great. Um, okay, so moving on to uh, episodes slash seasons hot takes. User Snakey Snake Zero says, "I didn't care for the Pine Barrens episode, but not because <laughs> not because of content." My issue was because it didn't even resemble the real Pine Barrens, about as inauthentic <laughs> for New Jersey as the way Cherry Hill was portrayed in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, we got to ask this Coco about that. Jersey, this is like deep Snake Jersey Zero shit. is a Jersey boy. Yo, Kate. here's the thing. Nobody fucking cares about Jersey. So this person. <laughs> right. Yeah, Whoa. I guarantee you uh, Cherry Hill was filmed in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, it's just like, it's just like, look, do you really care what the inside of a dumpster looks like? You know, it's no. just all, yeah. it's hold all on, just hold yeah, on. different. The, the, the show Judging Amy was supposed to take place in Hartford, Connecticut. I wasn't like, oh, that's not the <laughs> street but still like matt like i agree with you but but i feel angry that somebody from huntington beach is saying this (laughs) just no that's That's an attack on you ever driven have you ever driven through the pine barrens i haven't i haven't i mean if you drive if you drive all the way down fucking uh, garden state parkway then you will drive through the pine barrens then i guess connecticut to florida you know i know but there is i guess i have but there is a specific point where you just see a motherfucking shitload of trees and that's the Pine Barrens, and I think yeah, that's so what kind of where they yeah. were. Yeah, so what about it, like, doesn't seem like the Pine Barrens? Um, I don't understand. There's, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, If you go deep Jerseyites, into the Pine Barrens, it's very yeah. deep woods. Like, I don't I, know. I guess 
they would be deep in there because they have no phone service. Hey, and why doesn't like, this yeah. listener go get himself lost in the Pine Barrens? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Let us know. what the difference is. Yeah. That's where the Jersey Devil is. You know? uh, yeah, <laughs> this one from you know uh, uh, user... 666, Sign of the Devil. No, there's a Jersey Devil is in the Pine Barrens. User bfaust916 has two hot takes for us. Season five was boring and predictable to anyone with a brain. What? And after season two, the show became a parody of itself. No. Season five is the oh best season. Season five is uh, the agreed. best that I've agreed. watched so far. I'm, yeah. I, I'm at 6.5. No, no, no. Season five season is five. incredible. Yeah, it's the best season. Season five is the best. A, I think it's the best season. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And phenomenal. you know what? Maybe because Usami's in it. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, you're wrong, user Beefhouse. Um, this one from uh, user Red, White, Blue, Badger. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Christopher, season four, episode three is great. I think it's one of the more hilarious episodes of the show with everyone up in arms and the satire of tribalism and groupthink, which I think is still highly relevant to our politics and social issues today. And the final scene is just epic. Christopher, of course, the Columbus Day episode is maligned by the fan base and casual watchers alike. Uh, What do you guys think? That one didn't stand out as being terrible to me. I don't know. I remember, and I read in the I read in the uh, uh, Steppenwolf book that, that it's like people don't like it. People hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Think that's like was. one of that's like one of the most hated episodes. But that, why? So why? Why, hit. why is it? Why is it so hated so much? It's it. I think people just felt like it didn't advance the story, the plots of the season, and that it was a little contrived. And hmm. uh, I think yeah, people just weren't into the story. Yeah, now, but it already gets hit in the head with a shake. That's. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's like great. in the car, right? He's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the yeah. car. He's all scared. Um, one thing I read in the Seppenwall book was that that storyline for Sylvia, where he's like very protective. He's like, my father was a knight of Columbus, and like, you know, we don't want to uh, lose Colum- the Columbus Day parade to the Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. Where he was very defensive. That was meant for uh, Paulie, Tony Sirico. But because Tony Sirico had had back surgery, if you remember, in the first ha- half of the fourth season. He was out, and so they gave that storyline to Silvio, which didn't exactly match up. Right, but right. You could, you know, that Paulie would have definitely like had a fucking it, say about this. It oh, would have yeah. been way it better been with Paulie, right? And then also, what we know later, because his father is is like is like a like a random GI. Yeah, right? oh yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. So it would have been extra, you know, extra meaningful. But For yeah, sure. yeah. Although, if it was, did they give Paulie that with the fucking um, uh, parade? And the hat a little bit, yeah. yeah. I think I think there was a little bit of that, yeah. But I I think overall it would have been better if Tony Sirico had taken that storyline, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so now moving on to uh, the plot and the show in general. User Love Liberty Taco says the theme song is too goddamn long. What? Uh, well, I mean, who who cares? I mean, I, yeah, I, I like. Why is that a hot take? Yeah, well, you, you got like, you you got the skip intro. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can skip, skip the skip intro, intro anytime you want. Also, also I re- I refuse to. Also, <laughs> why would you skip the intro? You don't skip the intro because the, the intro theme song gets is you all dope. jacked up. Yeah. yeah, I think the song's terrible. I don't know. If that's a hot take, but I, I don't I don't think look, it's, uh, it's not something look, that I think I'm, the song I'm like is, listening I think to the for song pleasure. But it's still it's still like amps me up for the episode yes for what it is as an intro to this series i think it's fucking it's fucking iconic it's like the the curbing enthusiasm theme too it's like (laughs) like which is the opposite it's like two seconds long but like it it just like gets you so amped up for the episode i i love it that's why i I never skip it (laughs) so fuck you this one from twitter uh john cole uh at john g cole 
You knew this one was coming, guys. Every scene with Tony Soprano and Dr. Melty was hot trash, and she could have been completely deleted from the entire show, and no one would notice on a rewatch except maybe that the shows seem shorter. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, this, this is, is like, like the like the the least like uh, it's the most predictable like in quotations hot take. Because really, there's like a big percentage of the people who watch the show and love the show who are like Melfi scene fast forward. Yeah, it's like yeah, I want more fucking whackings. <laughs> yeah, I think what those people don't realize is that you are interested in, in the show because of those. Things. You were right. you were invested <laughs> in who gets whacked because of fucking Tony's therapy sessions. Yeah, for yeah. half of them. Yeah, like yeah, they're, you... they're they're a little too long. All right, all right, go watch Boardwalk Empire if you want all the whackings from what I don't know about that. Yeah, show. go take a boardwalk. <laughs> uh, this one's kind of interesting. You from user Man Snake Shan Bone Man Snake Bone. A lot of snake. Lot of snake, <laughs> snake yeah, there's a lot of snakes. I'm noticing. Uh, none of the characters are actually tough. Every scene I can think of where one of the crew is tuning someone up, it's always either a sucker punch with a weapon or when the enemy is outnumbered. Ooh, dirty fighter, huh? Figures. What? No, doesn't, like, Tony, like, gets, like, attacked multiple times by, like, more people. Doesn't he, like, also, like, fight off two guys with guns? Like, yeah. at a hit? Like, man, snake ham? Or whatever the fuck your name Man is. Man Snake Moan. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking face one of these guys and then come talk. Well, you know tank. what? They Man, are. What was it? Man Bear Pig? <laughs> what was they it? are all actors and, you know, we are all pussy. No, but like, to- I th- you know, like James Gandolfini is a big dude. Yeah, he's, he's like a fucking huge. Bunches. But he's a teddy bear. Yeah, but uh, as Tony Soprano, he was pretty fucking intimidating. Really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whether he was waiting for, I mean, I think of the episode where he uh, Furio, Furio beat the shit out of people. We yeah. just talked about that episode. Yeah, oh, please face Furio in like head to head, man. Yeah. see what happens. Shoot you in the yeah. kneecap. Furio, not the best, te- not the best character. That's a hot take. Oh, jeez. <laughs> do you? No, I don't do you I like agree. The show? He's not the best character. I, agree. I, I he's not terrible, but he's like he's like bottom tier. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, no, 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 no. Tony's. No. Okay. It goes, it goes Chris, Polly, Sill. <laughs> this one from user Hoju64. Tony was the root cause of the Richie Appeal problem. If he had been nice to Richie when he got out of jail and not he would have been all dead, over the jacket, yeah. <laughs> he would have had a good, tough, capable captain over one of his crews. Terrible take. Uh, come on. There was nothing Tony could have done differently. Then, uh, I mean, be nice to Richie. Richie, are you kidding like the, me? He's, he's a psychopath, man. Yeah. Come on, yeah. read, read yeah. the children's book, give a mouse a cookie. You know? It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, spoiler alert, don't give the mouse a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't give the mouse anything. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, give the mouse some poison. Yo, take, yeah, take a jacket off that mouse. Have your, and have your, gi- si- and have give your it, sister poison the mouse give it to your mate. <laughs> Okay, now this one is this person deleted their their Reddit uh, afterwards, but I still have the post. Delete your account. This one, uh, and you'll see why. Tracy's death didn't really affect me. I don't hate women or anything, and Ralph is still a pos. But she was nothing. She was mouthing off and hitting a coked out violent mobster. What did she expect to happen? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't begin with, I'm not against women or anything, because it's always like the, the racist yeah. person who's like, okay, I'm not racist, but. <laughs> right, yeah. 
Hear me out. Yeah, wow. We should wow. measure heads. I, it's funny. I've I've had multiple conversations about Johnny with Johnny the Nutsack Pino about this <laughs> issue. <laughs> okay. And I, he would have to agree with uh, this person. He loved it. He loved it. He thought that was a tender love. Yeah. He sentence. thought yeah, Tracy yeah. had a cup. He, he tried the it. zucchini bread and it was he, trash. He thinks right. he thinks they stole Day it bread. from him. That 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 episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Do you think with that. this person thought they were posting on 4chan and then they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah. it's wrong sound out. Delete, delete, uh, deleted user. You fucking suck, man. <laughs> hey, respect women. User cheese nuts. Oh this my god, they keep coming. The waiter wasn't innocent. Maybe he didn't deserve to die. But a, t- but a table of eight to ten guys in an upscale restaurant. Gratuity is gonna be included in the check. Asshole waiter was trying to get a little extra for himself. It he probably thought he would check. shame Chris into giving him an extra bump, but he didn't realize who he was <laughs> fucking with. He should have gone back inside before he got hurt. Oh my god! It wasn't <laughs> included. So, it so wasn't <laughs> included. It wasn't included. Yeah, it wasn't included. This is the reason why it's included. The, the <laughs> yeah, restaurant so industry who, saw this episode. Who things they, changed after they, that? They episode. named the bill after the dead. <laughs> is dead he waiter. mad at the waiter? He's mad at like the writing staff. He's mad at the waiter. The waiter. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I, uh, clearly mad at the system where like you're required to tip. I don't hate service industry workers um, or anything. It, uh, right, New right. Jersey passed a law that you have to autograd on parties of six or more, so it would have been autograded. That's true. <laughs> sure. Ba- no, are you I sure? Know, Back no, in the day, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Probably. Know. No, they didn't. All right. This one from user. House Derluge, the show would have been vastly improved by having Tony go through with a hit on Carmine Senior, then having Senior f- season five be the final season with the New York New Jersey war motivated by Johnny Sack seeking vengeance for the hit. Uh, I don't think so, my guy. No, yeah. because Tony's no. like Tony's actually very smart and like like a good yeah. boss, like planning right. things out, and like right. it just shows how he thinks things through. And like I, I mean, see, so much of season six is six uh, B is Tony trying to avoid having to go to war with New York because he knows they have like way more muscle than them. Like, right. yeah. They don't want they don't want to fight New York. Right. No, I think it's like like Johnny Sack ends up like taking it to that place. People were so thirsty for that for that fucking war between New Jersey and New York from right. season four when when. Uh, when uh, Pauly started like talking out of school to the New York family and Johnny Sack and shit, right? And the fact that they delayed it two seasons was completely realistic. Like, there's no mob wars fucking actively happening today. Like, yeah, like yeah. there's not bloodshed on the streets of New York and New Jersey, like left and right. Like, the writers holding off was actually really smart and uh, accurate to yeah. what that landscape looks like. Like Ellie Honing yeah. said, it would be exactly. Yeah, you're much. right. You're yes. right. Yeah, yeah it's it bad for business. Yeah. Bad for business. Like they try to avoid bloodshed as much as they possibly can. Yeah. Okay. Hot take. User field of corn. Oh I God. firmly believe. How, how many more are there? No, there's. <laughs> we're we're coming. We're coming. Out. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay. I, I firmly pain. believe that Carmine Jr. would have been as effective as a boss <laughs> like his dad was. Honestly, maybe even more so. But until he was, it would have been hard to verify that I thought that he could have been more effective. Yo, is this? Is this Carmine? That's a that's a that's a little Carmine for sure. That's a little Carmine fucking Ray. Wait, was it Ray Abruzzo? Ray Abruzzo. Doesn't he follow us? 
I think he might. I think he, he just might did. Have. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it does sound like it's written by the character. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, just come on the pod. Just yeah, email Ray. us directly. Man. Just admit that you want to talk to <laughs> us. Uh, user uh, Bob Lord of Evil. The show is never better than when it is leaving giant gaping plot holes. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, okay. sure. I mean, yes. Like the I Russian? like that. The Russian I kind of I kind of agree. I think I think the whole point of the show and many I mean, of its the arcs ending were were to purposely subvert um, uh, expectations yeah. and conventional storytelling. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, that's like what, how that's David what Chase gets his kicks. What, what are the, the giant plot holes are the Russian and the one I pointed out in season one with the mom, but no one else points out. <laughs> But it's really just the Russian, right? Isn't that the only like? I mean, there's, I mean, there's the a end, lot of the like, actual ending. No, but the, the end ending. is like brilliant. Yeah. Like, I mean, the right, end yeah. is right, right, is, right. is really good. Yeah. Um, there's little things that like you're like, why? Did, why was that shot there? You know, like right. yeah, that's like that's, right. that's the aforementioned bad directing. <laughs> yeah, and I think and I think that why is, was there that, that wipe uh, with David, Carmella? David Chase is just like, yeah, fuck off. Like I, I don't yeah. care, yeah. and I really like that because I like. Saying it's, fuck it, you to the audience. Part of the reason why The Sopranos is so watchable is because it subverts those expected storytelling conventions, and right. and you don't know where it's going. Yeah, and that includes having parts of it be sort of like not dull, but not as exciting as you would expect from like a uh, a prime time television show where every act out has to be a cliffhanger. You know, it's mm-hmm. like yeah. it's like this is what made this is what kicked off that uh, that prestige television era that. Uh, writers and directors were able to sort of like take things into their own creative control and not have to uh, abide by television conventions anymore. Yeah. So fuck you guy. Anyway. And the final one, this one comes from at Ward D Patrick on Twitter, who I'll have, you know, is a Fox news producer and a Tom Brady enthusiast. Mm. Hot take. Wow. Which one's worse? Which one's worse? I'm Blood hot, is bo- boiling. Hot take: The Sopranos is not as good as you remember it. Oh, oh my god! Oh. As somebody who has who watched it back then and is rewatching it, it is better. That you are uniquely qualified. To, I am to uniquely qualified because I've watched it like every year yeah. for the past twenty years. And yeah. let me tell you, it's like it. You could put it out today. The directing aside, um, <laughs> <laughs> and like it would be the best show on TV. Like it's better than all, all whatever there, dramas people are into these days. There is West no, Worlds. Yes, there is no show that is as well acted and dramatic and dynamic and also as funny as that yes. as this show. Was. Yeah, you are like, correct. the The combination of those things, uh, those elements, uh, are just like unfounded on any other show. Exactly. Yeah. Keep trying so to, fuck yeah. You. So fuck you. Have fun so producing enjoy, Fox and yeah, Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy <laughs> your time with Brett Bear. You fuck. <laughs> you fuckhead. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for um basically being the catalyst for this episode with your uh bizarre takes. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. That was a joy. I'm a, bi- uh, I'm a big fan of the pod. Thank you, thank you. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to uh, promote? Maybe our uh, uh, podcast? I'm going to be, sometime in the next year or two, maybe next three years, I'm going to be doing a shot-for-shot shot remake of the movie Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Look, that's for, that. That. look yeah. for that. Look for that. I think yeah. you should do that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, that's it. 
You can hear uh, me and Matt and our friend John, uh, if you're an NBA fan. Uh, we do an NBA comedy podcast called The Super Hoopers. You can find us where you get your podcasts from. The Super Hoopers or just it's, Super Hoopers? It's The Super oh, Hoopers. Shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got you that. Can, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, you can always find us at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, please email us at Oh, Sopranos pod at gmail.com like our friend Ben Fetterman did. Uh, let us know any uh, concerns, uh, things you liked, things you'd like us to be doing more of. Let us know because we don't know if you don't tell us. Uh, please like uh, our shit on social media and please review, <laughs> subscribe, give us five boxes of ZD on iTunes because that shit fucking helps. We don't want to fucking ask you to do that <laughs> shit, but that shit helps people fucking find us. Uh, you can find me at David Futernick. At Paul Golias. At Eric Early for <laughs> Congress. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, Eric Early's still running, even though he lost. Uh, until next time. Oh! 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 To recognize your son Welcome to BreezeLine, where next-level internet speeds mean next-level productivity. Whether it's back to school, back to work, or back to reality, don't let slow internet slow down your game. Kick it up a notch with a game-changing offer of 500 megabits per second of lightning-fast speed for only $39.99 per month. Choose BreezeLine and get next-level internet and faster speeds backed by a fiber-powered network. Terms and conditions apply. Go to BreezeLine.com to learn more.